Hello and welcome to week 5 of Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, episodes 18 through 22 of the first season. You put the boom boom into my heart. You send my soul sky high when you love him starts. The boogie into my brain. Yeah, yeah. It goes to bang, bang, bang till my feet do the same. But something's bugging, something ain't right. My best friend told me what you did last night. You left me sleeping in my bed. I was dreaming, but I should have been with you instead. Wake me up. And I never want to eat any of them again. That was one of the worst things I've had in my life. A lot of Finnish food in general is really gross. And Swedish. (laughs) Uh, Swedish fish, on the other hand, though, delicious. Yeah, those aren't from Sweden, though. Well, that's twice I've been hurt tonight. I ate black licorice with salt on it, and I found out the Swedish fish aren't from Finland. Now I just don't know what to think. I hurt myself today <laughs> to see I, if i still feel i i would ate the i would actually say what the dehydrated fish a hundred times better than black licorice with salt on it i believe it i like some fish don't like any licorice yeah I'm Larry yeah, Davis. With me today is uh, licorice aficionado George Brundle. <laughs> That's right. Loves it. Can't get enough of it. Uh huh. And this week we're going to be discussing episodes 18 through 22 of the uh, very well known anime. It's a huge hit. I don't know if you know this. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Based on the long oh, you were going to say Dragon Ball Z for a second there, and I was going to be like, whoa, shit, this podcast really took a turn. Not yet. We might get there eventually. After this, just end up doing a whole podcast about the entire run of Lupin the Third. That'd be something. Oh, shit. I might actually be down for that. If we want to do this until we're uh, 98 years old. <laughs> Betty White will still be alive, too, somehow. God damn it, No. Anyway, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, based on the long-running comic series by Hirohiko Araki. Uh, mm-hmm. Important to note, in case anybody's just jumping in here for whatever reason. Uh, I hope they do, because that last episode I do not think was very good. But here we are, back in it. Uh, I'm not tired. I think you might be, but that's okay, because I'll carry it. <laughs> well, Except you're right. the one that does the play-by-play, so whatever. That is true. Starting uh, off, episode 18, last time we uh, left off, Joseph had a brain on his back. That's right, as opposed to one in his head. Because this well, is Joseph Joestar we are talking about, and he thinks that he just has a sore pack. Yeah, stiff shoulders. Yep. Uh, but he is going to meet with uh, Lisa Lisa and kind of just like let her know that, hey, like ACDC's dead. So he thinks. Yes. Uh, not not quite dead, but he will be, like, well before this episode is over. Spoilers. Like, by the halfway point. 
but so like I think it's that Lisa Lisa is about to just like take a bath. Like she's completely unaware of all this stuff that has been going down and just thinks that, oh, my students are going to be done with their tests soon and they'll come back and then, you know, there's a... and figure out what to do about these pillar men. There's a whole lot of Lisa Lisa bud in this episode. Yep. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and by the side of these episodes, there's a revelation that makes me feel super weird about the way that Joseph is reacting to Lisa Lisa's butt. Here's the question. Who yes? is the better anime MILF? Is it Lisa Lisa or the mom from Gundam Build Fighters? I already knew you were going the Build Fighters direction. <laughs> it's absolutely Gundam Build Fighters, 100%. Oh, I gotta go with Lisa Lisa. She has the power oh. of Hamon. I don't even want to get into what the Bill Fighter's mom's power is, but... Does she actually have a power? Because I haven't watched much of that. Power's being a fox, Larry. Oh. Cartoon fox. And my hopes up. I thought she maybe actually had some gunpla-related ability. No, they did make a gunpla of her, though. Yeah. If you're into that shit. (laughs) Yeah. The proportions on it are interesting. <laughs> Need an MG of that. Yep. Sorry, where are we? Uh, Susie Q is... I have down here uh. that she sees uh, Joseph with his mask off for the first time, which means she can see his sexy lips. That's right. Well, first she says he has a weird mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that's this is right. kind of a, kind of a strange thing to say to somebody. Joseph's actually like hurt a little bit by it because yeah. he talks up his lips like a lot. And also, just in general, he's like, "I'm the most handsome boy." Yeah, now he definitely has confidence. Yeah, uh, but like, she seems to be into him regardless. Well, sure, he's Joseph Joestar. Who isn't? Yeah. But so, like, at that point, though, where it was they're actually making a connection, I thought, like, she is definitely going to die. Because mm-hmm. we had that preview where, like, Susie Q looks like she is uh, not doing so great. Yeah. And actually forming that so connection. <laughs> no, she does not. Uh, but, like, forming that connection so far in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like, you can have these characters get introduced that seem like they're going to be big characters or are going to go do a whole bunch of stuff and then they like totally bite it in the same episode. So I kind of like felt that they were setting her up for this. Yeah, there's a good example of that later in this batch of episodes too. <laughs> a couple of them, actually. God damn it, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. That's a cool shirt. Yeah, and and she, like, briefly notices one of ACDC's brain tentacles, too, but then, like, kind of just writes it off as, like, nothing. Oh, it was just my imagination that saw a tentacle coming out of his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, But she she goes off to sort of, like, finish some of her chores, and then uh, Joseph is, like, watching her out of window hand a package off, like, all the mail uh, to a boat at the docks is going to take it back into the city. And he's like, oh, she's going to be preoccupied with that for a while, and Lisa Lisa's going to be taking a bath for a while. So, like, maybe I'll peep into the keyhole to Lisa Lisa's room and just see what I may. Uh Uh-huh. 
and he <laughs> looks in the keyhole and sees Lisa Lisa the Beth and goes, Nice. <laughs> he does a little fist pump too. Yep. <laughs> He's just so fucking jazzed about it. Uh yeah. I can't blame him. Yeah. It, and then like but through the keyhole he then sees Susie Q. Which is weird because she was just down by the docks and that's the only entrance he knows of to Lisa Lisa's room. Yeah. Strange things are afoot. Yes. So Joseph decides to... Or no, I think it's a cheap... Oh god, I, I, I can't quite remember what happens here. I think he like she breaks attacks the door. Lisa Lisa. Uh... Yeah, but... I want to say there's like a confrontation between the two of them first, which is what makes Joseph oh, like yeah, burst yeah. into the room. Yeah, they do, because she like uh, is like, or Lisa Lisa notices the red stone of Aja is missing, and then that's when ACDC uh, possessed Susie Q is like, ooh, I have it. Now I have the stone. I have it. You don't have it. I have it. And then uh, that's when Joseph busts in and is like, hey, what's up? And then yeah, Caesar I, shows I up. Susie Q starts contorting herself horribly. Yeah. Uh, and Caesar shows up. And uh, he is embarrassed that Lisa Lisa is in a towel and is like, Joseph, what are you doing? She's our master. And uh, Joseph says, quote, cool it, meathead. <laughs> I think your subtitles are getting better than mine every single episode because yeah. there was nothing there of note for me. Yeah. Well, there's. Okay, so Joseph and Caesar basically start fighting. They figure out that ACDC has possessed Susie Q and they start fighting her. And there's a part where she is jumping towards them. And it's a close up and she's yelling, If you want that stone, you have to kill me first, dickheads. So, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I think I need to buy the Blu-ray now? Is that what you're watching this on? Yeah, it is. Jeez. Yeah, no, that's definitely gotten way better than mine. Uh, but, like, ACDC's whole plan here is that he had put the redstone into um, into a package, and that was with the mail, and it's going to reach the mainland, and once it does, it will get sent over to cars. Yeah. So he needs to fight them and distract them so they can't intercept the boat. ACDC is literally a brain and he can't seem to figure out that if he wants his plan to succeed, he should have just sent the package and then behaved as Susie Q normally would because nobody would have fucking known what he, what he did nope. and the stone would have got to cars. Well, ACDC may just be a brain now, but he was never that smart to begin with. Fair point. His, his whole plan, though, is completely ruined by just telling everyone what his plan was. If he just shut up, it would have been fine. Yeah. Oh, man. But but so he blocks the doorway and he's just like, yeah, if, if you want to go get it, you got to kill this girl first. Like, she can't survive getting hit once by Haman. It would completely destroy her. Yeah. But Joseph's like, yeah, well, guess what? I don't care. Killing one girl to save the world? Fine. And so yep. he basically just... He's, like, 
punching her in slow motion, like constantly saying, this is it. I'm going to do it. Watch out. Here it comes. Here it is. I mean it. And then, of course, he doesn't. Yeah, he's like, well, can't bring myself to do it. Oops. No. And he's like, well, miraculously, ACDC didn't fall for it. Yeah, yeah, it just stood there. Uh, also, in the time it took, like the 15 minutes that Joseph was winding up this punch, that stone's already hit the mainland. It's gone. Yeah. ACDC's plan worked. <laughs> yeah. Turns uh, out the one thing ACDC was banking on was that there would be someone stupider than him in the room, and, well, Joseph Joestar. Paid off. Yep. Uh, so then they get a great plan, which is that they basically do a variant of what they did to get out of the pillar. The, uh, oh, sorry. Hell climb pillar. Thank you. Uh, yes, you're welcome. Which is that Jojo will use a positive repellent hemon on two points of Susie Q, while Caesar uses a negative absorbing hemon near her heart, which then, like, forces ACDC into the middle point and then out. And I noted that they expel ACDC as dubstep is playing. Yeah, I, in all capitals here, I just have dubstep brain. Yeah, because, you know, you need a reminder, this was made in 2012. Uh, I also had quoted here, the Hamana energies cancel each other out by way of plus minus zero. Yeah. Which, like, the announcer is super enthusiastic about. Yep, they do say that. Yeah. But I do like that there is a lot of uh, dubstep involved with the Pillarmen, and, of course, when this brain just leaps out, just bass dropping dubstep. I did note there's a uh, very good, like, background music when uh, JoJo's talking to Susie Q near the beginning. It was really good. I don't remember exactly how it went, but it it was good enough that I put it in my notes. Yeah, which, like, this show doesn't typically, like... None of the music that they use in this sticks with me so much as it is just, like, the type of music that they select at certain times. Like, it stands out to me when they use something like dubstep because it's just so weird to me that that would pop up in the middle of this thing. Or, like, hip-hop beats whenever Whammo is around. But, like, none none of the music is ever, like, I've not gone back and listened to anything from the soundtrack, because, frankly, it's not really that great. Yeah, okay. Outside of, like, the opening and closing themes, but, like, none of the music used in the in the actual episodes has ever been... It's not that good. I can get that. Yeah. Uh, but... Dubstep brain has now hooked itself onto Joseph, but it really doesn't have any, like, it doesn't have a hand left to play, and Joseph knows this, so he just lets the sun slowly destroy ACDC, uh, and he, like, says that he respects the life that ACDC lived. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate what he did to Susie Q, but he... It, Joseph is uh, a real special boy. Yeah, well, he yeah he has respect for um, a guy who possessed an innocent lady that had nothing to do with anything and uh, tried to get her killed. 
for for a weirdo who moments prior was bleeding her out screaming how his boiling blood was going to melt everyone (laughs) in the room yeah it's like the real like goku thing to do of just like i know you did like really abhorrent shit but i respect you because you're a good fighter well goku's also brain damaged much like joseph josar yeah, maybe. Anyway, we find out the stone is headed to Saint uh Saint Moritz, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Electric Six album. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> You're the one <laughs> no. that always talks about Senor Smoke. I'm the one that loves Switzerland. I do love Senior Smoke. Senor I... Smoke, not Senior Smoke. I don't I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Not a lick of it. You barely speak English. That's true. Every day I try just a little bit harder. <laughs> well, we both know that's not true. So again, uh, but a, the... a cutaway of a cool dude in a cool hat and a cool jacket. Long legs, long jacket. Wait, what? Short, short hat, long jacket. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Yeah. No, it's a long. I think it's a long hat, short jacket. No, it's definitely a long jacket. Was it a wide hat? I want a pillar man with blades like a diamond. Get it? You, you're. Is this a bit? Are you doing a bit? <laughs> okay. Anyway, you have to tell me if you're doing a bit. I legally have to tell you. We agreed before we did this. You have to tell me when you do a bit. It's the cake song. Short skirt, long jacket. I want a girl with a mind like a diamond. I want a girl who knows what's best. Yeah. Anyway. We get this scene of this cool dude who looks like a character from Dark Watch. Remember that game? The vampire cowboys? Yeah. Uh... And he's walking down the street, and there are some dudes in a car, they're having a good time, but a pup walks in the road. And then uh, the guy in the coat pops, it turns out it's cars, and he pops a blade out of his arm that looks like the blade that uh, Chip Zanuff has from Guilty Gear. And he just like swings it, and then the guy in the car has his arms cut off inside the car somehow. Uh, and so he <laughs> runs. What the, the drunk in the passenger seat just looks over and is like, dude, your arms. Well, no, I don't think he even. Oh, right. Yes, he does. The guy driving is just like, hey, what's wrong with the wheel? It's not moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just greens off and just fucking explodes. Yeah, it like rides on the wall or something for a little while. <laughs> the, the car goes goddamn crazy. Yeah. Uh, but oh, the puppy's okay. Yeah, no, puppy's fine. Even though, like, it's also starving to death. So, like, the dude, as we find out, who is walking down the street, uh, with the with the short hat, long coat, is cars. Yeah, I said it was cars. Cars and oh, you did okay. Well, yes, I said that's cars, and he pops the blade out. It looks like Chip Zanuff's. You started singing lyrics from a cake song. My brain got real stupid. He cares enough when to... Frank Sinatra sings <sighs> stormy weather. Okay. Keep doing it. I'm going to forget what my name is, man. 
<laughs> he cares enough to save this puppy from drunk drivers. Doesn't care enough that it's probably just going to go starve to death. Yeah, you know, you can only do so much. Weird priorities. Also, this happens um, right after a scene where... So Susie Q survives and she gets healed up. And Joseph says, heal those ugly wounds. Uh, because he will come back for her when this is all done. Yep. So I'm guessing, like... Because what I know of Lisa Lisa by the end of this set of episodes, I'm assuming that this is who he, like, sires a child with. Yeah. That's okay. a good assumption to make. All right. I, I was assuming this is where Joe Taro probably comes from. Because I'm also thinking, like, maybe they do the same thing that happened in this in that it, like, skips a generation. Well, okay. Think, of, think I, about what you know of part three and what time it takes place. Exactly. Like I was going to say, like knowing the setting of that seems like some more time would have to pass for that to not be his, like his son, basically. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but also keep in mind, Jotaro, not an English name. Yes, that is, that is also what I'm thinking because Susie Q is not Japanese. Nope. And neither is Joseph. Nope. Uh, but uh, after this whole business with cars, uh, our group gets stopped by some Nazis who are raiding the train that is carrying the Red Stone, uh, which the Nazis successfully acquire. What is the name of this episode? Uh, von Stroheim's Revenge. 19 minutes into this episode, Stroheim <laughs> finally shows up. Yep. And Joseph can't figure out who he is. Yes. Um, also want to note, Stroheim does not have his revenge in this episode. Nope. Not the, at all. This really should have been called, like, The Possession of Susie Q or something. Yeah. So I flipped through my Jejonium book, uh, which I have been doing now after I finish an episode. I kind of go back and, like, quickly thumb through what I just watched. And, like, I guess they're just naming that after one of the chapters, but what the the manga does is it's, like, Stroheim's Revenge Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, and we'll just sort of, like, keep yep. going. And it goes into stuff like that in the following episode. So, yeah, they should have named, like, this one different, and yeah. then named the following episode Stroheim's Revenge, but I don't know what they were thinking. What were they thinking? This episode was like know. a diarrhea dump out of an ass ball of fuck. Get Suda on the phone. <laughs> I want to ask him what he was thinking. <sighs> Bunch of hack frauds. <laughs> so the Nazis want the redstone for the research and they want Joseph and the others to help them and like they kind of don't have a choice but to go along with the Nazis for now uh, like the Nazis still totally want this to dominate the world so they've they've gone from like we want to use the pillar men as weapons to we need to destroy all the pillar men to but if we get the stone we could still take over the world yeah so not Nazis, man. Nazis are weird. Yes. I mean, we had. Yes, we had they had, are. 
controversial can... statement from stand and deliver we think nazis are weird yeah they're strange dudes uh we'd had a discussion earlier about kind of the role of nazis and their place in this uh oh, in yeah. your subtitles do they actually call them nazis i believe that they do yes because i noticed in mine they're always specific to only call them german like they just keep saying German They're German soldiers German science There is literally a picture of Hitler At the start of part two So like even if they're trying to like Dampen it a little bit Yeah and it does have a whole thing where it's like uh, They're expanding across Europe And their goal is yeah. Domination or whatever But Also they I mean, just look like Nazis Yeah well they don't have swastikas I don't remember if they do in the that's yeah actually that's true um and i'm trying Joel to from think. santa timothy oliphant from santa clarita died just watching this and going like oh fuck <laughs> nobody watches that show what are you talking about <laughs> there's a good bit with a shelf full of nazi member watch santa clarita diet the young single hitler so <laughs> that's right that's stroheim they it, I'm trying to think of how the dates work out in this But this is 1938 And so I yeah. think This would have been before the Holocaust actually started happening And so maybe that kind of has something to do with it Like at this point They weren't great But they weren't like uh, scum of the world yet mm. At least Like I think by this point they had prob they had definitely already started like persecution of the Jewish, but they weren't like actually rounding them up and gassing them yet. Yeah. <laughs> An important distinction to make. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still just very bizarre because they are absolutely Nazis. Yeah. They they might try to dampen it in some ways. You don't really see any swastikas in this. It sounds like depending on the dub that you get, they don't even call them Nazis outright. But they mention historically the Nazis were, well, Germany was getting up to some shit at this point in time. I swear to God, there is a bit where there is just a picture of Hitler in it. I they they so. talk about the superiority of the German race and wanting to like perpetuate that superiority until the end of time. Which is why they want the red stone But then they also Try to like portray them as Good guys at times There, There is a bit I can't remember exactly where it falls within these episodes But I'm pretty sure that Joseph In my subtitle version is just like I don't want to work with you Nazi scum But like I guess he got the stone Yeah So like I mean, Joseph is still drawing a line Going like I don't Like you guys I'm also not saying that they're not Nazis at this point because the Nazi party that was like they formed like in the 20s or something like they were definitely yeah, Nazis by yeah. this point. I'm just saying that really the stuff that kicked off World War II wasn't really happening yet. Sure. I don't know, man. It's the problem with Stroheim. <laughs> the problem with Is Stroheim. they tried to yeah, they tried to portray him as being one of the good guys basically and being having heroic qualities but like dude's still a nazi mm. yeah but again though like as i mentioned 
he's not very young or anything, so he could have just joined the German mm-hmm. army right after World War One, and kind of got roped into this. Who knows? Like, I there, think... there's nothing that's really shown that he is evil. I think there are two things that we need to consider. First of all, we are putting more thought into this than I think the creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure put into it. Almost certainly. Secondly, we should just take a page out of Speedwagon's book and stop questioning it. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? They're 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 holed up in some sort of like a German outpost, and Cars is there, and he's he's feeling out uh, body temperature and heat from outside of the stronghold, and determining like where soldiers are stationed. You did skip that uh, they are brought here by Stroheim, like this is the German outpost. Oh yes, Stroheim brings everybody there, but. Cars uh, produces his, his arm blade and he swings it around and he kills all the German soldiers through the wall. Uh-huh. Just one swipe. Yep. Uh, one dude severed top half of their head ends up on another man's head as if though it were a hat. My hat! <laughs> Which is just a really good visual that honestly looks, of course, being the manga, like way more gruesome than that, but still fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but Cars jumps in and he knows his Stroheim and he's just like, I didn't detect any body heat from you, so this is weird. Mm-hmm. And last and episode, th- you had mentioned, well, I don't know how they're going to bring back Stroheim if they're just going to mercenary tow him or what. And I had to be like, yep. hmm. They mercenary towed him because he just his hat gets cut off when uh, Cars tries to attack him and he's just got a bunch of cybernetics. And dope hair. Yes. Which you were talking to me about, like that that was the inspiration for uh, for Guile. Yep, that's actually a true fact that uh, you had said, like, uh, you'd mentioned a message that apparently becoming a robot gives you Guile hair, and I told you that a uh, true fact this uh this is a hot street fighter fact the character designer for street fighter 2 said in an interview in i think famitsu and I, I guess it'd have to be famitsu probably in the 90s yeah. that uh like guile from street fighter 2 was basically just the hair of stroheim and the body of polnareff from part 3 which like polnareff is basically just a dude in an a shirt so like not much that's not really a huge inspiration, but the hair definitely. Hmm. I mean, that's when you told me that it took me a hot minute to process it of being like, really, that's where they got that from. But then like thinking back to like how old part two is in comparison to Street Fighter, like, yeah, sure. That. Yeah. I mean, this was I published cons- in the late 80s. I consistently forget how old JoJo's Bizarre Adventure actually is, and I'm not sure why. Because it took this long for them to actually do an anime TV series, I I suppose. And like having like I I got the books, but I only thumbed through them, so I've I've not sat down and actually invested the time to read it yet. And so, my perception of JoJo's is much 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 more informed by the show, which obviously they've given given everything a a way more modern look to it. Yeah. 
So I guess it's harder for my brain to like make that connection that like actually this is from the very early eighties. No, not early. Late eighties. Oh right. Again, the Cronenberg thing. Yeah. Fucking nineteen eighty three, it's gonna throw me off forever. Anyway, you have notes about this episode from oh, Well, I should also Suda. mention that uh when Cars attacks Stroheim and Stroheim blocks the blade with his robo arm, Cars says, He's a machine <laughs> Or maybe Jojo says that, I forget who says it, but somebody I have in my notes said, He's a machine I have a couple good quotes from the next episode, and I would be very curious to see how they differ from yours, but okay, tell us what Director Suda has to say. Uh... Okay. Episode 18, Von Stroheim's Revenge. This episode may seem like a pause that leads into the Switzerland arc, but we were more particular about this episode than any in the season. Lisa Lisa appears in the nude, and I bet there aren't too many anime series that would show a naked 50-year-old. Then again, she looks like she's in her 20s. Ha 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 ha. First, first of all, I disagree. Uh, I can't think of any. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, send, you some, I'll send you some links when this is done. No, don't send me the ones that are like, <laughs> well, she's actually 4,000 years old. I know what you're I'll, up to. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk when this is done, I'll... I'll send you some links. Joseph and Susie Q's interaction in the first half of the episode was slightly more involved than the manga's. They're going to get married later on. Oops, spoiler. So I wanted to show them well, getting a little intimate. That's I've... it, I'm done watching JoJo's now. <laughs> Actually, in previous, know ones, where it goes. in previous ones, I've been omitting the spoilers while cold reading these, but whatever, you figured that out oh, anyway. I did, yeah. The scenes in episode 18 don't have any special colors, but after Suzy Q is possessed by ACDC, there is a red rose filter. It was difficult to show how scary the action is during the daytime setting, but I think we handled it well. In this episode, we use a lot of JoJo-esque layouts, like the scene where the young man driving the car is sliced up by cars. Another example would be Messina's pose. What was Messina's pose? I don't even remember him being in this episode. He's in the episode because uh, he goes with him to Switzerland, yeah. but I don't remember a pose from him at all. I don't know. Maybe like when he was in the car or something. He barely registers to me as being in this episode because yeah. he's mostly just sort of dead weight at this point. Like yep. they take him because it's just sort of like, oh, remember, like he hasn't died. He's still around. Yeah. I guess we gotta do something more with him. We were also particular about the scene where Susie Q leaves. She threw those small stones, but they didn't go very far. Ha ha ha. I'm glad we managed to do those scenes well. Okay. Yeah. That that's it. Yeah. Oh boy, there are There's a drawing here of Lisa Lisa in the bathtub. <laughs> anyway. Episode nineteen. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, what do you expect? I, you know, I'm not even sure at this point. Key animation. Nothing is more key than that. That, that is true. Look, if they didn't get that part right, the whole episode was a waste. Let's be real here. Yeah. Episode so 19. this episode opens on a really, really great quote in my version of this, which is 
Cars? Stroheim? Double shock. This is even spookier than meeting a ghost. Yep, that's exactly what mine says too. <laughs> Perfect, beautiful. I mean, he does say, double shock. Yes, that's true. He does yell that out in English. Uh, but uh, another thing that I noted is Stroheim's right eye moves independent of his left, and it yep. is freaky, and I love it. Yep, I wrote Stroheim waggling his right eye independently is hilarious. Yes, it is. He does it this one time and never again. He does it a couple of times. There are times when he looks over just with his right eye. Also, I think this is the point where Joseph is like, I don't want to work with him because he says something like, he's not exactly a bad guy. Uh, yeah. To which I also noted here, mm. <laughs> But then Again, I think he follows it up know. with like, but I don't want to work with these scumbags or something like that. Yeah. Like he, he builds him up just slightly and then like dismisses him because of his affiliation. Also, for some reason, the subs got really bad in this episode. There are multiple typos. I don't know why. I didn't notice any others in this batch. Like, you occasionally get one, but this one was rife with them. And then this one, it says, uh, when Jojo looks at Stroheim's arm, it says he has a steel arm. Steel, S-T-E-A-L. There is a, I don't know if I actually wrote down what it was, and I think it's in the next episode, but mine also had, like, some subtitle issues. Well, yours is put together by some freaks wrong. from 4chan or something. But, well, yeah. But, the fact that, like, the first line is also verbatim, I almost wonder if maybe this is just the Blu-ray subtitles at this point. And maybe I just did not retain the other stuff that you had brought up in episode 18. I don't think so. It's possible like, just, that wherever you're watching this... having typos at this point was also something that I had noticed. Uh, well, the later one, the uh, typo was... There's now way he can reach. That was the that... other one I wrote down. Hmm... I don't know. I, I didn't note anything specific, but the, there definitely was typos in my subtitles. We'll find so out because specifically, there's one thing specifically I, around this point. There's one thing I think yours is probably different on. Mm, well, we will see. Uh, but Stroheim is also way more confident now thanks to German technology. Like, he is super psyched to be a robot, and rightfully so. Yeah, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Um, Stroheim... Also, Cyborg, please. Yeah, so I, I had wrote here that Stroheim demands Carr's attention and swings his arm in, possibly, around <laughs> the back of his head to pinch a chunk of Carr's hand off. Yep. And then we get a little readout thing saying, <laughs> his pinch is capable of exerting pressure at nine, uh, 1,950 kilograms per centimeter square, twice as strong as Santana. Uh, which is really that that is some very detailed information that never becomes relevant ever again. Nope. Because it's not like Stroheim has arms to pinch things with for very long. Nope. And also, people aren't pinching each other very often in this, so <laughs> I'm not sure why that's relevant. You know, if you told me before this episode that there would be a lot of pinching later on in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I'd. 
probably believe it. Yeah, well, we'll see. Still a lot to go. Someone's stand later on, its power is just that it can pinch, like, super hard. <laughs> yeah, it's called pinch an inch. <laughs> uh, so, then Cars gets his blade out again. They're, like, out yep. in the snow fighting at this point, and it's shining, and everyone's like, whoa, it looks cool. And oh, they was figure- this? What? Was this after, though, I think uh, I think it is, after Stroheim is just so psyched about his body, he just sprouts a machine gun from his stomach? Oh, yes, that's right, yep. German engineer. Yeah, it's the finest in the world. Because mm-hmm. he shoots cars out of, like, a window or something with yeah. it, and then cars starts to glow. Yeah, yeah, he has the heavy machine gun that comes out of his yeah. stomach and just, like, Blast him Cause he's got I'm sorry uh, I could not let Missing the stomach machine gun slide yeah. Cause it is well, fantastic he, he uses it again when they're outside too So Yeah Um, But Cars Has this blade in his arm It's shiny and everyone's like Wow it looks cool And uh, he uses the machine gun Again With armor piercing bullets And whatever And Cars just slices up the bullets As they're coming at him And then Somehow, I think it's Jojo that notices the blade actually has a bunch of tiny blades on it. And I wrote that yep. Car's blade is basically a chain sword from Warhammer 40k. Because it is. <laughs> I did make a note that it is basically a sword that is also a chainsaw. Yeah, it's called a chain sword. It's in Warhammer 40k. Yeah. The Space Marines have them. A, a really cool concept, but I don't know if it really gets brought up too much more in JoJo's specifically. Not in uh, these at least episodes. not at all in in yeah in these episodes. Um, but he ends up using his uh, brilliant bone blade mode to chop Stroheim into pieces. Mm-hmm. German engineer. Uh, yeah, finest in the world. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, Gilles makes a note here. Of saying, like, it was a mistake to base his strength off of Santana because Santana was nothing but a child and a guard dog. Yep, he was just a peon. Yeah. I mean, they should have known uh, that which... from that mural, which we had mentioned before. Yeah. <laughs> With a tiny, crudely drawn, etched Santana in the bottom right corner. Yep. Uh, I love it. Um, While all this is going on, though, Joseph is just sort of observing this, and he says... I have to get Wham's antidote. Cars wants to be dead. What a crappy year to be me. <laughs> I don't know that he said that for me, but might have. Mm. Yeah. But uh, Cars takes the stone of uh, Asia from Stroheim, and uh, Stroheim then yells, German science is number one in the world, and shoots a dodon paw from his eye. Mm hmm. Uh, that knocks the stone away, and now the stone is sliding down a, uh, down like a, like an incline towards a cliff. Somehow sliding along the surface of snow? Not yes. sure how that works. Me either. Maybe it's like that snow where, like, there was some rainfall and it was just enough to, like, have a layer of ice over the snow? I kind of thought about that, but, uh, doesn't look like it, but I don't know. Sure, whatever. Anime. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, but, so now there's a. They could have just made it ice. Like it didn't have to be snow. They could. There's some stuff with ice here in like a minute. Ice is gonna break. That's true. When do we get a vanilla ice themed character in Joseph uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Next part. Awesome. I'm completely ready for that. You already know about Vanilla Ice, though. Like, that's one of the few characters you probably know about. Not, no. Actually, no. Oh. I did not. Okay. I thought you did. That's, nope. That's cool as hell, though. All right. There's a dude showing up, I think, in, like, the next episode that I thought would be a reference, and I was not expecting it this soon, so. Or not the next episode, but the one after the next. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I do. But anyway, no. He's maybe one of my favorite characters in this entire show, too. <laughs> he's very so, good. Oh, he's just, yeah, he's perfect. We'll, we'll get to it. So Joseph they fall down and... this, uh, well, they're chasing yeah. the stone, and it's about to head down into this cavern, which JoJo mentions is the depth of the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. And the stone is about to fall off, and Cars like dives because he's like, "Okay, I can grab it and I can survive the fall, but JoJo can't." And then JoJo kick. Wait, was it? He kicks it and grabs uh, I, it. I had, I had, I wrote down here. Uh, Joseph goes for the stone, but Cars dodges it, uh, revealing that he had hooked the necklace with his foot. Like there, he fakes a, part... a kick because he knows cars will dodge it, but like the kick was always designed to try to snag the necklace. No, he like kicks the snow at cars. Like he says, "I wasn't aiming for you; I was aiming for the snow." Oh, and... the, it, it, the snow! I think knocks it loose. Uh, I okay. Oh boy, it, it's a weird JoJo's bizarre adventure thing of like. One character goes and does a thing, but it's actually a fake out, and so he explains for at least four times as long as the action what he was really doing. Yeah, it's one of these things where the actual thing taking place would be about three seconds, but it takes about ten minutes to play out. (laughs) Exactly, and it is way more elaborate than it needs to be, but that's Joseph's Bizarre Adventure, man. Joseph's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, Yes, well, it's what they should have called part, this part. <laughs> in part two, it very much is Joseph's Bizarre Adventure. Is my excuse for saying something dumb. Moving mm. on. So anyway, they uh, start falling down this chasm together. And yeah. fighting each other as they go. And Jojo tries to grab one of the, uh, I guess they'd be stalactites. or well, uh, Just icicles, really. Uh, yeah. and, and it makes Here we go again with the rules of Hemon But it specifically says Well it's hard to channel Hemon through solid objects But there are these small droplets of water going down it So you can use that Even though in this very episode We see them channel Hemon through a solid object Later so I, there, There is okay. in fact jumping ahead just a little bit Uh a moment where Joseph gets a hold of a giant hammer and he's like, oh, I can smear this with oil and then channel Haman through it. Yeah. But in part one, there was that whole thing with Jonathan channeling Haman through a sword that did not have oil on it. Nope. 
and uh, straight so channeling it through the um, the chandelier we dropped it on him and in fact that's true at the end of this batch of episodes it says that he put a little hem on into a projectile which did not have any liquid on it so oh that's right yeah the little ball yeah uh, huh. well you know so I'm not going to bring it up two times in one episode but Oh, but yeah, Joseph manages to catch an ice cold with uh, Haman, uh, and then Joseph notices that Kars is obstinate, and at best he exploits his enemy's negligence, which makes an obstinate foe his worst enemy. Yeah. I thought uh, Jojo's worst enemy were again, abstinent by the way. foes. <laughs> Nobody likes abstinence. <laughs> Caesar Zappelli's over here posting on our incels. <laughs> Joseph finding out a girl was abstinent by choice, just pushing his hands to his cheeks and going, Oh no! A promise ring! Yeah. Oh my god! Whoa, hey, what? Spoilers. <laughs> I think you've been in that Discord too long. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. So, the ice cool breaks, I think, and the two are just, they're falling again. Yeah. Uh, and I think he tries to, like, channel Haman through the bone blade into Cars, but Cars predicts this, and he, like, kicks himself loose, and then he tries to slice Joseph in half, uh, but I think it's that, that Joseph uh, causes Cars to pull his blade back by moving the stone in its path. Yeah, he's like, hey... I know you want to kill me, but you definitely don't want to destroy this, so I'll use it yeah. as a hostage, basically. Uh, and then while this is going on, Joseph starts making a rope out of icicles by stringing them all together using Haman. Sure, why not? Yeah, because again, like, what even are the rules of Haman? Like, it, it said that there was just only barely enough water droplets for him to hold on to one. Now he's just smacking them together. Yep. The rules of Hemon. Oh boy. Anyway, Caesar finishes it and is just like, I thought you'd come up with something real dumbass, so I tried to think as stupid as you do. Yep. And, so good thing I was here. And Joseph says, this is my subtitles, this is where I think it's probably different from yours. He says, Very nice, Caesarino. <laughs> Joseph Joestar is my favorite Thumb Thimbleweed Park character. That's me, I'm the Sheriff Arino. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not working off the Blu-ray subtitles. I think that pretty much confirms it. <laughs> I go. would I would definitely remember that. Okay. Uh so I'm trying to remember exactly what happens next. Um I think like cars hits the bottom and he just thinks this whole thing's like a real gas. Cars like pinballs around down there for a little while too. Oh god, yeah, that's he just, right. Just like just bam, 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 bam. Like the mother. Oh god, it's like he fell into Who Framed Roger Rabbit for just a hot minute. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like he had his chance and he lost it. But he just like thinks it's funny. Yeah. Uh, and then, 
I think then we we jump forward just a little bit. Uh, they're now staying someplace outside of a, a hotel that they think that cars is holed up at because it was the address yeah. that the package with the redstone was going to. And just as just being a dick to cats. Yep, I, that's what my note says. says, Joseph is a dick to cats. <laughs> He's, like, trying to give this cat food and he thinks the cats here are even stuck up. And then, uh, I think he, like, kicks he trips a cat it. over at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, he trips it. He's like, hey, you want the salmon? Here you go. Try to get it a little higher, a little higher, and then kicks its feet out from under it. Yeah. And later and Lisa, he says, Lisa's... like, oh, that was kind of mean. I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Lisa is just like, look, you fucking sociopath. Get over here. We need to come up with a plan. You know, they start by tripping cats, and then later they move on to tripping humans. Oh. Uh, you watch Mindhunter, you Tripping cars. This. Yeah. <laughs> tripping balls. Uh, right? So, nope. Uh... Oh, uh, so everyone is suggesting attacking during the day, and for whatever reason, Joseph has suddenly become the smartest man in the room. Yeah, because he's just like cars would be more dangerous during the day. He's going to have all of his like defenses up. He's going to be prepared, thinking like, oh, of course, people would attack me during the day, thinking I would be at my most vulnerable. Your what? Like, your most what? Your vulnerable? Vulnerable? No, I mean vulnerable. Vulnerable. Anyway, yeah. So, like, the basically the sort of like it's a cornered animal kind of thing of like you think you've got the upper hand, but you're just making it more pissed off and you're putting yourself in danger. He starts quoting Sun Tzu again. Yep. He really loves name dropping that guy talking about the art of war. I think it might be the only book Joseph has ever read in his entire life. And he's like super no, proud of it. Not true. Remember, he was reading Bao in that part on the plane. <laughs> I would not constitute a comic book as being quite the same thing as what I am talking about, but you know what? First of all, I'll how give dare it to you? him, sure. Second of all, also how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's... but Caesar Caesar really wants to go get him he's like I, yeah. I, I want to go fuck him up and Joseph's like well, why like why are you so into this and yeah, Caesar like, leaves... you're going in half cocked man like yeah. that's dumb and that's so... what got like your grandpa killed and my grandpa was like just Going in half cocked. Yeah, basically. he's like, oh, I, I'm gonna go do it, and leaves. And Lisa, Lisa's like, but he has a secret connection to the Pillar Men. And Joseph's like, <laughs> secret. And then that's the end. And this had to good. He starts doing the little, little finger wiggling like doo doo thing from Wayne's World because we're going into a flashback. Yeah, at well, the start of the next up. Not yet. Yes. Um. Real quick, though, I want to say I right, they quick. had boarded up all the windows of the hotel so the sun could not get in. If you wanted to attack during the day so bad, why would your first instinct not be, why don't we just bust down all the boards on all the windows so this place is flooded with light? Uh, I mean, or just, like, try to destroy the place in general. 
Yeah, like, if you give them nowhere to hide, you force them out in the daylight and you win. So, like, attacking them during the day would be the best option if your plan was to just, like, destroy the whole fucking hotel. Yeah. I mean, they could get some uh, German scientific explosives to blow up the castle. Sure, number one in the world. Yeah. R.I.P. Sterling again. No, well, I think he's still alive. He's just ahead at this point. Yeah, yeah. I guess when he's cut up, he is still kind of active. Anyway, it's gonna be fine. They just put that head in a vase and yeah, turn TV on, give him a lava lamp. Yeah, Sterling will be all right. Uh, episode nineteen. Director Suda's comments. Here we go. Personally, I think this episode embodies the concepts of the first season of JoJo, from the moment that Joseph goes after the red stone and runs through the snowy field to the moment he fights cars as he falls from the cliff. Like anime of the past, we stretched out events that should have only lasted seconds or minutes. Ha ha ha. He knows. Suda knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Cars continues to seem like a very important character. We showed him acting cool, then at the end of his appearance we had him laugh maniacally. Also, we were quite particular about his light blades. The editing went off well, and I think it was depicted beautifully. Stroheim's gimmick was great overall. This episode was meant to show him off. Here he is, and now he's splitting in half. Something like that. Ha ha ha. Before it aired, we did quite a few retakes for Part B, but there were still quite a few animation fixes for the Blu-ray and DVD versions. Those who saw the TV version as it aired in Japan will likely be left with quite a different impression. Huh. Hmm. I don't know what changed then. Was there anything you noticed that seemed off? Uh, no, there was nothing about the animation that seemed particularly lacking in that episode. I thought it was just sort of, like, average. Oh, there's a very good picture of Stroheim with his stomach gun here. I mean... It's hard to fuck up a picture of Stroheim with his stomach gun. But uh, that does make me curious of, like, what version of this am I watching? Am I watching the TV version or am I watching the Blu-ray version? You must be watching the Japanese... Mm, I don't know, because you've said there hasn't been a censoring on, like, the violence or, like... the. I'm assuming there was plenty of Lisa Lisa butt, which probably wasn't in the TV version. Oh, there's plenty of Lisa Lisa butt. Um, yeah. I mean, well, like the whole thing with the baby was baby. still in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're probably watching like it's probably a rip from the Japanese Blu-ray or DVD version. That, and then that sounds the about subtitles. right. Because it. Because, yeah, it's the subtitles thing that would throw me off. Of Like, if this were just, like, the Blu-ray version, why would it not just have whatever subtitles it put on that thing? But, but yeah, it, it probably is the Japanese well, version. Because the Japanese Blu-ray and DVD came out, like, five years ago. Yeah, that is not something that I considered, but that makes sense. Because they, over there, they're doing the same crap they used to do here, which they thankfully stopped, which is like, hey, spend $30 on this Blu-ray for four episodes. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they put them out faster. I still have, like, volume one of Serial Experiments Lane, which I think is, like, three episodes, and I paid maybe 25, 30 bucks for that. Cool. Over a decade ago, so like 25 30 bucks in like early aughts money, basically. 
Yeah. Which is like a hundred dollars. It's like a hundred damn dollars. I, I never I've not done the math, but like that's gotta be I don't think that's true. Mm. Might be like fifty. Which is still too much. <laughs> that, that's still yeah, that's a lot of money. Anyway, uh Suda have anything else to say or Nope, that was it. Alright, well Episode uh, twenty. Episode... I'm gonna say straight oh. up, I don't have many notes about this part. Uh I didn't care too much about this episode. Uh, okay. Just go ahead. I'll mention what my notes are later. All right. You take a nap. I'll I'll do this episode. Okay. It won't take long because not much actually happens. Uh, we open up on a flashback with Caesar and his brothers and sisters. They were abandoned by their father at a very young age, uh, which turned Caesar violent. Like, he's just cracking chains over people's heads. Beating people with wrenches. Yeah, no, there's a bit I quoted here that says, uh, never holding back, he started fights with his wrench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and he was using him on without even realizing it. Yeah, I really... This made me fucking hate that Caesar's go-to weapon in every episode prior was not just a wrench that he produced out of nowhere. Yeah. I know, it's... I might care more about Caesar if it had. Yeah, there was a much cooler wrench-wielding chain-whipping Caesar at one point in time, and we never got him. No. When he was a street tough on the streets of Italy. Yeah, I... Man, I really would... I want street tough Caesar, not dapper dandy Caesar. Yeah. Trying to smooch all the girls. Uh, but Caesar one day spots his father and he chases him, resolving to kill him, uh, but arrives before the Pillar Man uh, mural with the actual Pillar Man inside of it. Uh, and he sees, I think it's Whamu clutching a diamond. And when he tries to touch it, it activates a trap and his father like only barely saves him by knocking him out of the way. Yeah, and then he, as he's getting sucked into the wall, he's like, go find a lady named Lisa Lisa. She's the only one that can stop them now. Thanks for doing this, I guess. I'm dead. <laughs> it's all your fault. Never, never forget, you killed me! <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yes. And then, and then Caesar notes that, like, he doesn't think his father recognized him, which makes him saying all that stuff way more fucked up. Yep. <laughs> Although, it's kind of weird, like, you find out from this that those uh, purple dots on Caesar's face are not makeup or anything. They're just part of him, I guess. And so, like, why his yeah. dad didn't notice this guy also had pink dots under his eyes. Uh, it's it's that old joke of, like, a classroom full of regular Japanese-looking kids, and then one of them has spiky red hair, and it's just like, shit, I guess I'm the protagonist. Yeah. Because it's just he has normal-looking brothers and sisters, and then here's this weirdo with much more detailed hair and, like, under-eye tattoos. Yeah. On an eight-year-old. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had style. So, Jojo, having heard the story, is now prepared to put his brief moment of mental sobriety aside and just go storm this hotel with Caesar. Mm-hmm. Well, Caesar's already gone. Yes. No, I mean, he's like, I'm going to just go catch up to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we forgot to mention that Lisa Lisa sends uh, Messina after Caesar and tells him to stop him. 
Yeah. Um, Doesn't which, turn out too well. No, it's only worth noting because, like, a thing happens with Messina here, and then I guess he's just donezo. Yeah, I guess. Um, But, so, Caesar, uh, the, the front door to this hotel opens up, and there's an invisible man outside of the hotel, Ooh. and Caesar reflexively takes a Kimpo stance. Yeah. Because, sure. Okay. Uh, he's like he's like up on the tips of his toes like Michael Jackson during this whole fight. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Which really, in my mind, I'm thinking like he instinctively just took the Michael Jackson pose, but all right. You know what Michael Jackson does to relax? Hmm. Blows bubbles. Shut this off. <laughs> Take this show off of <laughs> iTunes. Uh, it's a Bobcat Goldthwait joke. Can, <laughs> I don't think we could be friends anymore. Bobcat said it, <laughs> not me. I'm just repeating it. Bobcat Goldthwait okay. gets all credit for that. More like you're trying to pass it off. On... All right, anyway. No, it's true. Remember when he's like, wham. hey! Oh, we're moving on. The Whatever was Michael Jackson, dude, to relax. It blows bobbles. <laughs> Is that your bobcat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Bobcat Goldthwaite. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much what he sounds like. No, it's not. No, it's not. He doesn't sound anything like that. Yeah, he does. Do you even know who Bobcat Goldthwait is? Sure. Director of World's Greatest Dad. <sighs> it's like you've never seen Biodome. <laughs> I haven't, actually. Is he seen that? Well, you know, He's I actually Scrooged. think I might be confusing him briefly with Pauly Shore, but... Oh. No, Pauly Shore is very different. Polly Shore yeah, I mean, is like yes. the weasel man. Hey, it's the leaning devil of Cheesa. That's actually that's way better than your Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, so much better. It's still bad, but it's better. It is. Look, it, it's early. Early oh, in the morning. God. I can't do yeah, a quality Bobcat. <laughs> I'm way too tired to cope with this right now. I'm just letting you know. I mean, being real, doesn't matter what time of the day it is, I wouldn't be able to do a quality Bobcat. Too wow. much voice modulation. Hey, look, to be fair, I would be... You do a Bobcat. I... Hey, guys, Bobcat <laughs> At least I tried. <laughs> Come on. Ah, ah, ah. Actually, it kind of sounds like Ray Romano. Dad, why, why won't you get out of the bathroom? <laughs> I need to get in. Deborah. That's it. I couldn't remember her name. I was going to say, like, uh, Sharon. <laughs> You know, Ray Romano impression's not too different from Kermit the Frog either when you really get down to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really not. 
what anime did we watch? <laughs> like, we gotta have something to spice up this episode. <laughs> Sorry, what year is it? Uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, Invisible going, Man, going back he to does this, a Kim yeah, Post dance. Michael Jackson, yeah. that's how we got here. Uh-huh. God damn, it's like two decades ago that I started talking about that. That was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, Messina shows up. Uh, the invisible figure is Wham, uh, who punches Messina's arm off and drags him into the hotel. Yep. Memoirs Messina is maybe man. dead now, and we will never see him again. Yeah, you do. We do, we do, but like he's also maybe just dead. Maybe. I think he's still alive. Unless he though. like, yeah, like unless he is just okay in the next set of episodes. Well, For now, it seems like he is done. Well, spoilers, uh, near the end, like, JoJo's carrying him away, and I think if he was dead, he probably would just left him. Maybe, or maybe he wants to take him back so he can give him a proper burial. Maybe. Joseph is that that level of considerate, I think, that he would do that. If he did, do you think he picked up his arm so he could uh, be buried well, whole no, in a Jewish it, cemetery? Well, that That is something that I think he he would be considerate enough to take the body but he'd be dumb enough to not take all of the body. Oh. Yeah. But probably. also, if Messina's still alive, as we all know, he'd just regrow his arm like Piccolo, so he wouldn't need to pick the arm back up. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, here's my question for you. If Messina can regrow his arm like Piccolo, can his arm regrow a Messina? No. I feel like you need the brain. See, I feel like that is how Loggins came into existence because he looks so similar that this has happened before. Oh, it's just because they're Messina's brothers. And Messina's arm grew a Loggins. They're just brothers. Well, I like, I like my version better. Anyway, uh, Caesar... What? Oh, I think that fits into the body horror nature of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure way more than just their brothers. What, that these circus strongmen are like part starfish? Yes, exactly yeah. that. Okay. Look, this is a bizarre adventure, okay? It needs... It would be a bit more bizarre than just their brothers. Uh... This episode sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find my place in it, and I really cannot. Uh, basically, Caesar uh, goes in and he fights Whamu, and Whamu yeah. fucks him up. Yeah, so uh, Caesar is, he he comes up with this plan of, like, he lays out his bubbles and he makes them into lenses, basically. So they're going to reflect a before, bunch of the light. Before that, he does another move where he spins the bubbles super fast so they, like, flatten out and become blades. And that cuts them up pretty good. Yeah. Uh, also... It men- mentions uh, Whamu. The reason he appeared invisible is because he has these little spouts that he can pop out of his chest, which create water vapor, which uh, refracts the light around him to make him look invisible. So, yes. if you know, if Joseph gets here and gets captured and he submits to the torture, then Lisa Lisa dies at the end. But uh, when he starts a new game, he gets the Octo Camo. Or not Octo Yeah, that's exactly how. Yeah, regular camo. Yeah. Uh, if he saves Caesar, though, he gets Caesar's bandana, which gives him uh, unlimited uh, Hamon clackers. Mm. 
camo's better though. It is, yeah. No, you definitely want to go for the camo. So it's man, I'm really trying to get my bearings in this episode. He he uses the he, bubble he, things to make them into lenses and focus the light yes, on Wamu. The, the, the light shines in, it starts causing Wamu to like break apart. Like Caesar has one, but he's gonna go for like one final punch with Haman, but in jumping up towards Wamu, uh he ends up like blocking the sun, casting just enough of a shadow for Wamu to use his uh vortex attack, his sandstorm. Divine at, like, sandstorm. Point blank yeah. Point blank range, which if you thought that like Caesar's grandpa was just not on his A game when he died. <laughs> Runs in the family. Yes. Because it's it seems for as much as he honed his skills, that was a real dumb, obvious goof to make. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of Caesar in a nutshell. Of course, it all, they do make specific mention that Wamu's thing is that he is a fighting genius. Like, when they fight outside and yeah. he knocks him off his guard, he says, like, instead of him trying to regain his balance or something like that, instead he just bends backwards and, like, does sort of a somersault and double kicks him and then launches back into the castle. And so the yeah. same way here, he knows in that split second he has, he can use this move. It's basically like uh, using a Shoryuken as an anti-air when someone else goes and like tries to jump in. Yeah, no, it's exactly like that. Yep. So uh, Caesar is is down for the count, and uh, Wamu starts sort of like ruminating over the fact that his like wind power was able to scatter the lenses. Uh, but Cars has no such power. So even if Cars has survived something like that, he would be in worse shape than Whammo is. Yeah. But Whammo uh, has a lot of respect for Caesar, and he's like, hey, you did pretty good. Yeah. Well, there's there's a great bit where Caesar gets up and is, like, ineffectually punching Whammo. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just, just like, sort no, of like... Oh, come on, stop. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote down was... Dude, come on, stop. Yeah, he's just like, no, man, just just go sit down. You're done. Uh, this is this is embarrassing, and I just am starting to feel bad for you. Yeah. But then uh, uh, but Caesar I... rips out Wamu's lip ring to get the uh -huh. antidote to Jojo, and then does this whole thing about how he's... I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, he... I kind of zoned out. His, his grandfather gave his life for Jonathan. And his father gave his life for his sons, so it is Zapelli tradition to be sacrificial. Yeah. So he infuses the last of his Haman into his headband and the lip ring, and contain both within a bubble of blood. Yeah. Uh, which Whamu is even like, man, I could just pop that. I could just pop that and just take that stuff back, dude. But whatever, it was his last thing, he, he can do that yeah sure. he, he makes a note he's like i'm not sentimental but i respect you as a warrior so yeah. i'm gonna let this thing that could very obviously be my downfall just chill i mean it wouldn't really do anything I, it gives jojo the antidote but well no because the head the headband is infused with what remains of caesar's life force in the same way that uh Zapelli gave Jonathan the last of his life force. I thought the whole last Haman thing was just to make that bubble. 
it, it that is what kind of confuses me because I thought that when I thought that when Joseph picks it up, like it sort of shocks him and distributes the Haman through him. I kind of thought that was just him getting psyched about Caesar dying. Which actually, <laughs> we we didn't oh, mean. No, I don't mean like happy about it, but like just this charges him up. And also we didn't mention that Caesar also dies because a giant rock falls on him and the rock is in the shape of a cross yes. because symbolism. Mm-hmm. Get in uh, the robot, Shinji. Very, very, very poetic. But but Whammo's like, I'm not gonna like I'm just gonna go up to my room, man. You're yep. just doing your whole death thing down here, but like I'm just gonna go to my room. Well, he's already dead by the time he leaves because that bubble appears after he's already been crushed. Oh, that's right. Um, but so Joseph and uh, Lisa Lisa get in there, and I'm not sure why they didn't come in sooner. They heard the fight going on. I mean, it might be that thing of all of this took place within uh, ten seconds. Possible. Uh. But um, Joseph is uh, overcome with grief And he lashes out that Lisa Lisa is not uh, But he quickly realizes she's just trying to keep it together mm-hmm. uh, Because as his master She she can't let Joseph see weakness in her sure. uh, And then a bit of stone breaks loose And it lets light flood into the room Which reveals blood seeping from the cross-shaped rubble and seeing this finally gets Lisa Lisa to just break down, and I did know that like the animation on her crying was really really good. Yep. And like also they, before the... JoJo notices that she's just like uh, putting up a front because she puts the wrong end of her cigarette into her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like I said, I noted that the animation on her, on her crying is really good. The animation on JoJo crying, however, is hilarious. It is. It it is some real ACDC levels of balling. There's like this whole thing is just so over the tro- over the top and melodramatic that Oh boy. See, this was the point of the episode that I really liked was uh. I thought that handling that Caesar's death was handled very well and that the animation quality noticeably like picks up during this whole segment. Like it is completely over the top, but that's jojo's bizarre adventure man like this kind of completely over-the-top ridiculous melodramatic death completely works in something like this i feel like it would work if caesar had actually accomplished like almost anything but he kind of didn't that is a fair point um at at most he accomplishes getting the antidote out of whamu's lip ring but he's gonna have to go fight whamu anyway so he would get eventually uh Yes. So this is that, why... that is part of what made me think he put his Haman into the headband, though, because that would be accomplishing something, giving JoJo that power boost. Mm, I don't know because but then... even before he does that, he goes and punches, and he doesn't have. It says like he used his last bit of Haman to do the boat. I don't know. Here's this yeah, is why it, when it's we debatable were... whether or not that happens. I suppose. Shut up. And when this is why <laughs> when we were doing the. Or when you were going to do the podcast art for this episode, or this part, I did not want to be Caesar Zabelli because I don't like the character, and he doesn't really do anything cool, and I would rather be Whamu. So there you go. After seeing these episodes, 
I think you would have to be insane not to be Whamu in really any circumstance in life. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> Whamu's just great. Like, my, here are the two notes I made for this episode. Messina's arm got cut off. Caesar's dead. Whamu is cool as hell. That's it. Accurate. That is basically all that happens in this episode. Yep. We maybe spent more time talking about Bobcat Goldwit, and for <laughs> good reason. Uh, not a particularly strong episode. No. I, I mean, I think I am more warm on it than you are, but I would also agree that it is kind of weak. Yeah. I'm trying to find the Suda's. The, the animation, I think, was like the main thing that I really liked about this episode because it does like really pick up in this one. Oh. Finding the notes here, actually my favorite part about this episode is uh, that's called Young Caesar. Young Caesar! <laughs> album coming soon. Yo, Young Caesar's album's dropping. Director Suda says, I've already talked about this elsewhere, so I don't have much to say about this episode. What? <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I just like, man, fuck this episode. Where, where did he talk about? All right. I... Suda's brains were scrambled. He's talking about Messina doing poses. None of us are remembering it. Suda, like, you can't even, like, provide a link or say, like, I talked about this at blank so I could at least go look it up or something. No, it's just, "Ah, I talked about this elsewhere. Anyway. Spoke to his wife about it a bunch. (laughs) He's just like, oh, I've talked a lot about this before. I asked Kato, the storyboard artist and episode director, to hit a home run, and he hit this episode out of the park. (laughs) <laughs> that, yep, Sorry. That, that is a home run Sleep deprivation I'm just thinking he's like I told him to hit a home run And he was, went out and tried to actually just hit a home run He got very <laughs> confused by my instructions It's a strange way to describe it But even the inking appeals to the heart I feel like Kato has a firm-handed directing style He did such an amazing job That I have nothing to say I've learned a lot <laughs> I really do love that Suda just, just like us, nothing to say about this episode. Yeah, alright, that was cool. Yeah. The animation was done by Mr. Akita and Mr. Kamino, the Golden Animation Director Team, and I thought it was amazing. I have nothing to say here as well. (laughs) Just like I told Akita that I wanted to be Whamu because Caesar is lame. (laughs) Suda, come on. And for the Man, music, I love this suit of guy. And for the music, Iwasaki personally came to the editing room and adjusted the music to match the length of the edited video. It's basically like making an AMV in there. Put some Linkin Park yeah. over this. That sounds like he just described basic sound editing. Mm. On a side note, the tear jerking scenes in this episode are different from person to person. For most, it's the scene where Caesar is wailing on Whamu, the scene where Lisa Lisa cries, and the scene where Joseph lets out a scream. Is it different for every generation? In parentheses, LOL. Why didn't it just say <laughs>, laughs like the other notes? I don't like, know. There was, there was one other note where it was LOL. Oh, okay. That does sound But familiar. just, I think, just one. Anyway, all the work put into it came together as one quite well. I'd also like those three points he mentioned. Two of those were just hilarious, though. Yeah. Joseph screaming was 
Oh man. Oh, this book just has one full page is just the part of Joseph crying and screaming. Oh, that's This is a good. very good picture. That so one thing I did like flipping through my books is that they did capture that one panel fairly accurately. Okay. Cuz he looks j just as crazy in that yeah. as he does in the show. There's also a page of a uh, Caesar all bloody holding the ring which is pretty cool too yeah anyway <clears throat> so episode, episode 21, 21. joseph's uh, jojo's bizarre adventure finally old enough to drink congratulations anime you did it now you can numb knock. the pain for the rest of your miserable existence yep. knock one back because these next two episodes are fantastic <laughs> I'm really glad we went with five episodes for this because this last one is a banger. Oh, Jesus Christ. If we had stopped at episode 21, the wait would have been so miserable. Yeah. Uh, but we, we open up. Joseph and Lisa Lisa are following a trail of Lamu's blood. And uh, Joseph grabs a doorknob at the end of a hallway and says it's like touching a guy's hand. This blood. Uh, because I it's hope it isn't Lamu's yeah. blood. <laughs> It's it's shaped like a closed fist, and then the door says, "I'm not a door, man." Yeah, and I wrote down here, this dude got Josied from Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, just Bob uh, put a spirit out... inside the door. <laughs> yeah, this this dude, this vampire, just decided to merge with the door and thought it would be like a good goof. Mm-hmm. And then he introduces himself as Wired Beck. Yep. Unchanged in my version, too. My note immediately under that is just this dude. <laughs> so do you know what that's a reference to, by the way? Uh, like, obviously Beck, but the Wired part is where I'm getting a little, like... Mm, think about the time this was made. Because it's not Beck. Is it, the, you just watch Wayne's World 2 Who mentions This guy Jeff Beck mm, Wired is a okay. Jeff Beck album Okay See My brain is always going to go to That one specific Beck though Whenever Beck is brought up Yeah I, I do agree But yeah, again this was made in the late 80s And no I knew who Beck yeah, was then Well We've we've gotten into it before that my brain has a very difficult time remembering yeah. when the hell that this came out. True. Uh, but 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 yeah, like the general thing with Beck of me always having the the one association with Beck when I like you said just I had watched Wayne's World two, literally last night, <laughs> and they brought that up and I did not retain any of that. Yep. Part of that whole speech that Del Preston gives about like, uh, and then Jeff Beck pops his head round the corner and says, "There's a sweet shop just on the edge of town. We've got the M and M's, and Aussie went on stage. Had to beat Whammo and cars to death with their own shoes. Nasty <laughs> business that. And that's why Joseph Joestar cannot be killed by conventional weapons. <laughs> uh, so. Lisa Lisa is like, dude, we really do not got time for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Beck is just like, I want to hug you to death, man. 
He's also he. This might be different in my subtitles. He keeps saying "m k" at the Mine end of is most he sentences. Always, so yours is "m k." Mine is always "man." Okay. So my my line is, "I'm going to hug you to death, man." Well, mine is better because he says the punishment's all about the cuddling. M k. <laughs> so a really good line. Advantage me. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he has a bunch of oh. spikes, and for some reason. Joseph says, like, oh, they're very wire-like spikes. And no, they aren't. They don't look like wires. No, they just look yeah, like they're, spikes. They're just, yeah, just normal spikes. Uh, so, he, Lisa Lisa just walks past him and he's just like, hey, man, you agree with me that women like that should be punished, right, man? And then Joseph's like, dude, you're already dead. Yeah, she, like, gets her scarf out and just sort of waves it over him and like it, it sort of rips up as she walks past and just keeps going. But to put the Haman in him. Yep. And Joseph's just like, man, you fucked yeah. up. Uh, so Wired Beck, unfortunately, dead as soon as he came on the scene. Yep. He just explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Really bummed about that because he's just the best. Wired Beck is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Lisa also asks uh, why Joseph hasn't consumed the antidote yet, and uh, Joseph says that it was he would only get it on the condition that he defeated Whamu himself. Uh, so he's going to refrain uh, from drinking it until he has actually done that. Like he still wants to make good on his end. And yet he says that when he does that, it should make him more powerful because it will release the ring around his heart. So. Holding off on that seems like maybe not a great idea. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure how that actually weakens him because Haman is entirely based on breathing. Blood flow. Because part of Haman is being channeled oh, through the blood. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Hey, that part he, at least I mean, makes sense. At the same time, what are the rules of Haman? Mm. Rules of Haman is one of my favorite David, Man David Mamet movies. Messed it up. Oh well. Oh, it you you made the effort. Yeah, it was a good reference. His execution was. was not great. Oh, so, my mouth is gummed up with this uh, this weird cartoned iced coffee. Pretty good, uh, but I imagine that's really tearing up my guts. I, well, as all good coffee should. Uh, I, have two cans of, I have two cans of boss coffee sitting in my fridge, which I am going to need when I wake up from like the three hours of sleep that I'm going to get today. Is Tommy Lee Jones on him? Uh, no, just the regular, well, the boss coffee guy is on him. Boss coffee guy's cool, but he's no Tommy Lee Jones. That's true. That's true. So, uh, they, they go into the next room where they find uh, Whamu who magically lights a fireplace. And yeah. there are... I, I had written here the last time that I saw this many vampires hanging off the ceiling, a dang baby got eaten. Yep. <laughs> so I already do not have a very good feeling about this. Yeah, they walk in and Lisa uh, and... Lisa's like, also, I detect the breaths of at least 100 people. And Cars is like, man, that's cool. You can even figure that out. You must be good. 
Yeah, now I'm gonna have all my crazy vampire children eat you. Uh-huh. A hundred of them. them. Yeah. Wang was saying that uh, he and Joseph promised to fight in Rome and he wants to avenge the death of ACDC and Cars is like, dude, come on, I just want to get the stone. <laughs> yeah, like, stop messing around. Yeah, like, you and ACDC both, like, want to just fucking bang your heads together like the Stooges. I just want this stone. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa Lisa reveals that killing them won't get Cars what he wants. Uh, the opposite, in fact, because... If she and Joseph fail to report at a specific location at a specific time, the stone will be destroyed by a time bomb. Yeah, which is not true, but good yep. bluff. Uh, Joseph even says, is there really a time bomb? She never mentioned that to me. <laughs> I guess I'll just roll with it. Yep, and like if I was the pillar man and I saw the way Joseph then is like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, a time <laughs> bomb, yep, mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, okay, well, obviously there's no real time bomb. <laughs> Oh gosh, I sure remember when we put the time bomb on the red stone. Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely did that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so Lisa Lisa proposes two one-on-one -on -one fights for the red stone. Whamu versus, uh, versus Joseph and herself versus Cars. Uh, they will fight at a stone circle 15 kilometers from the hotel at midnight. Kilometers. And Joseph is to bring the stone with him. Yeah. Kilometers. There you go. We're not we, metric boys. Fuck. No. We use imperial measurements on this show. That's right. Imperial only. I do you know how do you know how many feet fifteen kilometers kilometers is? Feet? I don't know, but it would be seventy miles. Like seventy five miles, I think. Okay, well because I did not do the math and I did not write it down. As, uh, kilometers, a, I think a little over half a mile, or a little less than half a mile. Hmm. Point is, it's very far away. Yeah. From where they currently are. Yep. Uh, but Joseph is to bring the stone with him, and Lisa Lisa says it's, like, for insurance. Uh, and then, like, what's weird about this is Cars has had zero patience for this kind of, like, fun and game stuff, but he's weirdly into this. I don't know, he thought it was kind of funny, like we mentioned at the bottom of the chasm. He was kind of like, I think it's, I think it's just some more inconsistency with characters. Yeah. Because the, the first time Cars is just like, I understand why you idiots would do this, but I seriously just want the stone. And then yeah. he thought it was a hoot when he fell off that cliff. And then he immediately turns back around and he's just like, no, I'm going to like sick my vampires on him. I just want the fucking stone. Mm -hmm. And now it's back to like, oh, wow. Two one-on-one -on -one fights? Sign me up. I'm yeah. dumb as shit. <laughs> sure. <sighs> so, so Joseph has him seen over his arm and he's going back to the hotel. This and we've already been here yeah. talking about Messina. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then we get the scene that rattles me. Uh-huh. Joseph what? is looking for the red stone in Lisa Lisa's luggage. Uh, decides that this would be a really good time to start looting her panties. Well, he says she might need a new pair or something. But let's be real. Yeah. We, we know why he's doing it. Real considerate, you fucking creep. Yeah. Uh, but then a... 
a photo falls out of Granny Arena. And uh-huh. he's just like, hmm, that's weird. Why would she have that? And there's another photo in this case. Oh, it's of Speedwagon, Arena, Straits, and a baby. And this seems to be, like, from 50 years ago. Weird. Very weird. Good I wonder thing why. Joseph doesn't have brain cells to rub together to figure this out. Yeah, it's really hard for him to put two and two together with this. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Joseph, when he goes back to the circle, he brings the picture frame with him. It's just like, ah, also I found this. Care to explain? And so she pretty much lays out that the baby that Arena rescued from the boat at the end of part one was her. Yep. And that Arena was pregnant with Jonathan's baby, which was Joseph's father. Yep. So Straits raised uh, Lisa Lisa, and then the two of them met again. And earlier in the series, it was established that the baby that was saved ended up becoming the wife of Jonathan's biological son, and the two of them gave birth to Joseph, well, which means Lisa Lisa is Joseph's mother. Did it ever mention that the baby it, that it, was saved it, was the mother? It did. It, it specifically mm. mentioned that the biological son had a child with the baby that was rescued. Okay. I don't remember it saying that. I just remember the part where it was like, well, Joseph's dad was a pilot who died piloting. And then his I mean, mom... we we all know that fun that yeah. fun bit where Jonathan's son is a failure who died at his job. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and then they say that his mother died of disease, but hey, guess yeah. what? Maybe not. But the, the the point is, we we now know the audience knows that Lisa Lisa is Joseph's mother, and instead of Joseph figuring this out, his first reaction is, "What? How are you fifty years old?" <laughs> yeah. Also, he says, "If you were a baby fifty years ago, how old are you anyway?" <laughs> yeah. Gee, he you actually idiot. Has to take, like, a... <laughs> yeah. After after he that, he's like, "Oh well, I guess you're out. I guess you're fifty years old," but still. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a real good bit where Lisa Lisa's like, "There's no time to explain further," and then she continues to explain further. Yeah. Well, she says there there will be more to say later, which is when she'll yeah. actually tell him, "Hey, I'm your ma," because Joseph still hasn't figured that out. So. So I want to just read. Um, I want to read my next three notes here without trying to like contextualize them. Uh, vampire centurions yep is that a dinosaur no no it's a horse <laughs> we used masks to turn these horses into vampires vampire horses yeah i wrote also that they mentioned vamp vamp horses have the strength of 150 regular ass horses <laughs> that's a strong horse they're just <laughs> vampire horses in this yeah. Horses with big vampire fangs that are pissed off all the time because they are vampire horses. And Joseph apparently at first glance thinks they're dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. I, at the end of the line of no, it's a horse. I just have Joseph. What? <laughs> so anyway, yes. So the, they're here at this coliseum. The, <laughs> Got vampire horses. 
which is uh, 15 kilometers away from the hotel, which, as we have established, is more than half of a mile. I thought you said it was uh, 150 kilometers away. Oh, no, I had written down 15. Oh. Well, I had that wrong then. Whatever. Uh... Distance and measurement, not a strong suit of this show. Well, for you, I... I'm pretty sure I'm right about the kilometers being roughly mm. half a mile. It's just that I thought you said they were uh, 150 kilometers away. So that's Get why back I to said me later. I'll, I'll tell you how far it is from uh, the top of my door to the floor. It's a real good bit that like no one's going to know the reference to besides you and me. So that one's just for you. I'm actually not sure I know it either. So from the top of the from the top of the door to the floor, Loveline. Uh, Where that that woman calls in and Adam is just because she's like my boyfriend's penis grew like so many inches and Adam was like I need to judge this woman's spatial awareness because that sounds impossible. I actually don't remember that. Is that um the one that said like like, (laughs) screaming at her? Is that where she was like uh he's about uh five twelve six foot (laughs) or something? Okay, yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, Seth Seth Green is there too, which yeah. I don't know why I remember that specifically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, for anyone who wants to go search out that Loveline clip, it's a real banger. There are some really good callers on Loveline, the original oh, podcast. Yes. Uh-huh. So uh Joseph and Wamu are going to engage in a chariot duel. Uh, yeah. the, the reins conduct Haman, uh, so Ham, uh, Wamu will just use his strength to control the horses, and Joseph will use Haman. Yeah. Uh, and then Joseph puts on uh, the ring that Caesar swiped, as well as his headband, and he's ready to begin. And then I've written here, because I know you are not watching the next episode previews, uh, that the preview for this next episode is just the same clip of Wamu riding the chariot with everyone shouting, Whamu, 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 and that is it. <laughs> that sounds really good. It is fantastic. Oh. Maybe that, I should start regular, watching these. Like, like, no, because like all the regular ones are the typical thing of like we're just taking a bunch of lines out of context and like random clips and stuff and throwing it together. But like this one was just fucking whamu, 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 and like the same bit of him riding the chariot. Just, like, repeated over and over again. It doesn't do the anime thing of, like, uh, a character talking to you, like, nope. saying, like, Hi, I'm Joseph Joestar. Next episode, I'm no. gonna go to the chariot battle. No, it okay. is it is just uh, lines from the show and clips from the show, and they're all just kind of jumbled together. It's actually strange for an anime. Usually they don't do that. Like like the one for uh, the episode after Stroheim's Revenge, it had the bit of him screaming, like, Oh, German medical science is number one in the world. Yeah. Look where so, that like, got it's him. It's just, yeah, yeah. Not now he's ahead in the boss. Anyway, uh, I want to also... keep bringing up Santa Clarita Diet until people goddamn watch it. We need season three ASAP. Yes. Yeah, I need more of Timothy Oliphant saying fuck in various ways with varying levels of intensity. <laughs> I wish you would actually like watch all of Justified because that's some quality elephant too, in a different yeah, way. Yeah, no, I but... really need to. I need to get back to. I think I have all of it, don't I? Yeah, most of it. I think I sent you mine. 
Yeah, I was going to say I'm pretty sure you sent me more seasons. It might that. not be. I think I didn't have the last one or the last two, but you mm. should be. You'll have. Yeah. You should have plenty of justified. Episode twenty two. Oh, by the way, twenty one ended with a really weird roundabout. Again. Yes, uh, the roundabouts for all of these have been ending in like weird, weird points in the song. The Caesar one was okay because that was like the one where it's like we started here the, near the middle yeah. where it's really soft and because he died and whatever. I I had wrote there like down tempo roundabout yet again. Yeah. Uh, but what does Suda have to say about oh this episode? That's right. Get some. Got your. I got your back. I won't let you forget. Yeah, I mean, if I forgot, I'd have to edit it in, and that'd be a real pain. I don't want to make more work for you to do. Okay. Where is this? Please please cut out all of my Bobcat impressions, and then just reinsert actual Bobcat talking. <laughs> that would or, be funny. Or even, even better, just sounds that the animal Bobcat would make. No, yours is too good. I'm not going to deprive the audience of that. <laughs> it's nothing about it is good, but also, yes, you should not deprive anyone of it. Well, I mean, it's good in the way, you know, yeah, it's no, good. I... We, okay. we all suffer together. Suda says. Uh, it's like the end of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog episode. You know what Sonic says? This is Suda says. Uh, Suda says... Don't walk into traffic. <laughs> Suda says, don't get into God strangers' vans. Because <laughs> that's not a cool thing to do. Chili dogs. Smoking is uncool. <laughs> okay. Director Suda's If a Joe star tries to touch you in a way that you're not okay with, that's <laughs> no good. No good. If the little nerdy neighbor kid wants to walk into your house and build a robot, <laughs> tell him no. Because <laughs> you're going to end up traveling through time or turning into Bruce Lee. <laughs> Director Suda's comments. Episode 21 is the only episode in JoJo where Part A and Part B have different storyboards. It was meant to connect Caesar's death to the chariot battle, but in the end it became one of Master Lisa Lisa's greatest highlights. The battle with Wired Beck was drawn to extend past the opening theme, but Hiroshi, our editor, asked us whether that was really necessary. Ha ha ha. Satoshi Soroka, the actor who plays Beck, really got into his acting. It was great. Honestly, I feel like the episode ends after part A because of Beck. Ha 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 ha. Did it work as well as the lead into the chariot battle? The hotel interior at the beginning was really cool. The hotel interior's background only layout. The hotel interior's background-only layout was drawn by Sojima, our visual director and the person in charge of setting art. Alright. I like the Suda in these last two episodes is completely on the same page but with us. Yeah. In that the Caesar episode was kind of a... Eh. And then he really loves Beck. Who doesn't? Also, I agree, the voice actor was great. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I would say up there with ACDC this yep. season. Yep. He was uh, a real So baby. episode 22, last episode of this chunk that we're doing. Two, two, 22. Uh, the rules. 
so right away again vampire horses yep vampire horses horses are still uh, vampires. The rules yes this has not changed since the last episode thank Horse god status still vamps <laughs> uh the rules of the race are that each lap a new weapon will be hung from a column which by the way will be hung from a vampire just crawling around on the column like a creepy spider. Yeah, they don't have, like, a mechanism to pop it out or something. It's just a dude on top holding it. Uh, the first one that gets there will get the weapon, and the first lap is a giant sledgehammer. Yeah. And Joseph realizes getting hit with a giant sledgehammer would be bad. <laughs> yeah, so he's got to get that sledgehammer first. He's got to be, like, Triple H. <laughs> He's gonna get I that sledgehammer. Really, I do really love this because he looks so intense and he sells it so seriously where he's like, getting hit by that sledgehammer would probably kill me, so my strategy needs to be getting the sledgehammer first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I have this written, I don't remember when this happens actually, but I just want to mention it. At some point, some character, I think it must be Joseph, uh, says, Nice so fight. Oh, I don't. God, that's right. I don't remember where that happens, but I wrote it I down. I want to say that's cars. Mm, maybe. Because mm. cars is up in a like a box watching all this with Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Who just has the? Mm, she has the <laughs> stone on her. Cars has. He just wants the stone. Mm. And they brought the stone, and they even proved it was the real one in the previous episode by, like, putting a match behind it so it would make a yeah. light laser with it. And they're like, ah, it's a real deal. How long until we get a Matchbox 20 reference? Uh, hopefully, for forever? hopefully never. <laughs> Good. I'm not sure. The thing is, I don't know that I would recognize a Matchbox 20 reference if I saw it. Yeah, that would be impossible to discern. Yeah. So Joseph what? has a really okay. good. Hey, yeah. What? Yeah. Name a Matchbox Twenty song. Because I couldn't. Oh boy! Please Wait, did, don't did forget they... this song. <laughs> Is that really it, or are you just saying <laughs> things? I'm just saying things, oh. but are they the who ones that did? Sure, um, really? Did they do the, the? If I go crazy, then can I still be your Superman? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. I think that was them. That song sucks. That's actually, that's why I was thinking of that. I watched a Giant Bomb video earlier tonight where that song got brought up. Oh. And th there was a conversation of who did that song, and it was Matchbox 20. Okay. Well. All right, well. Great. Good. Yes, we if solved we got, that mystery. If we got this wrong, don't email us. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear anything about Matchbox 20 ever Same. for the rest of my life. I don't want to... I'm angry that I have that much information, even if it's false, about Matchbox 20 in my head. Yeah, no, I forgot that Matchbox 20 existed until I watched that video, and kind of by intent, wanted to share my dread with you. I mean, there's, you know, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 uh, did Smooth with Santana, but actual Matchbox that, 20 that, itself, I don't... That actually also got brought up in that video. Great. Of course yeah. it would. Yep. Uh, in case you're wondering, I think it's in the new Contra Hardcore video that they put out, so uh, oh. watch that. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Date this some more, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it is the 25th of April. Uh, oh. Whamu Wednesdays. Over here at JoJo's headquarters. <laughs> JoJo HQ. JJHQ. Uh-huh. We've got JoJo. Yep. We've got J. Jonah Jameson. We've got uh, Jonah Jameson. I got Suda Jameson. in my basement. Oh, that, that's not a JJ. Up with jumper cables. Jump, jumper Jables. <laughs> yeah. Jack Black is down there with the uh, cables attached to him. The new Jumanji anyway. is good. So Joseph has a plan. His yes. plan is to clear rocks under his chariot, but he's really throwing them under Whamu's wheels. And like uh, and he even says, starts, like, "Hey, you should check out the rubble under your wheels." And Whamu's like, "Nah." Yep. Uh, Whamu gets stuck, and Joseph gets a hammer first, and Whamu is just like. And I was gonna let you have it anyway, because he has didn't a better to, plan. To do the, he yeah, just rips do... up the entire pillar. He's like, "I'm just gonna <laughs> use this to smash you." Oh, it's so good. So Wamu d- decides to smash Joseph. It destroys his chariot and also the vampire dudes that were still clinging onto the pillar. Yeah, <laughs> they're disposable. <laughs> And then we get the, my favorite line in this entire show. Yep. Possibly going into the future, this might still be my favorite line, because I don't see how anyone can top this. I give a 90% chance he'll be crushed by my vampire horses. <laughs> so there's, before this, there's a different line that I thought you would brought you would bring up, where he says, or Joseph says, I don't mess around when it comes to survival. Doot, doot. And he, <laughs> yeah. he actually makes the doot, doot noise. Which is subtitled as beep, beep, but I like doot, doot more. He, so he, like, even, he makes a motion like he's hitting a horn, too. <laughs> yeah. I did mention to you that there was a point in these, because I'm watching these at work, there was a point where I busted out laughing, uh, which at my job, like everyone around you is going to hear that and think you're a real weirdo. Uh-huh. And I had to pause this thing. I remember now it was on the 90% chance he'll be crushed by my vampire horses line. Great. Like but I had says, to shut the thing off and like just take a break after that. Waymu also says, well, there's also a 5% chance he'll move to the left and 5% chance he'll move to the right. Apparently, he did not count on Joseph being a very stupid and crazy. Yeah, which other characters have counted on yeah. before. Like, even Lisa Lisa's right, like, I mean, he's just going to jump over him. Yep. Uh, so that's what Joseph does. He grabs a hammer and he uses it to vault uh, over the harness. And he gets between the horses of Whamu's chariot. And, uh, like, he lands on one of the horses and he's, like, ready to fight Whamu. But Whamu's gone. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> Whamu is hiding inside of a vampire horse. And, and Joseph's just like, oh yeah, I forgot you guys can hide inside living things. This isn't even also the first time this season that someone has hidden inside of a horse. Yeah. I love this show. It's so good. And then what happens? Uh, so Joseph, uh, his uh, Whamu grabs his feet and Joseph wiggles his boot off, freeing him from Whamu's grip, and then he lunges to attack. But Whamu emerges from the horse 
and hits Joseph point blank with a holy sandstorm. Uh, which yes. knocks Joseph onto another chariot, which confused me because the only other chariot was destroyed by the pillars. I don't know where this third chariot came from. I don't know. Also, there's some very bad CGI chariots in this part. Yes. Uh, I have a note when that actually pops up, but I have so many notes on this episode because so much happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, but, but then we find out that... that uh, he just pretended to get hit by the divine yes. sandstorm and actually had wrapped the reins around Wamu's arms, which just like pretty much tore them off. Yeah, uh, I have written here Wamu's arms are just dangling, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so there's the scene of him like riding around on the chariot, just like staring blankly at the sky with his arms flapping around. Yeah, and this is the bit where I have the CGI and this looks like trash. Yeah. It is it is uh it is worse than the first opening. Yeah. Cuz it's um it's like a far shot of the like chariot track. And actually the track itself and everything doesn't look too bad, but the actual chariots yeah. moving on are awful. Yeah, the the character models are just looping like the same like very few frames of animation too, and they're just super just undetailed. Very, yeah, there's zero detail on them. Like they barely even have texture. Yeah, they're just like they look like uh, they're made out of clay, like Mister Bill yes. riding a chariot. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, Mister Mister Bill will be hurt for sure. Well, that's unusual for Mister Bill. Oh. So, uh, Cars issues the order that the next set of weapons should just be active anyway, because he has confidence that Whammy will snap out of it. And the next weapons are two crossbows, each with two balls. Uh, the first one to reach it decides whether they take the larger or smaller bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get, a narr the narrator chimes in and starts saying that when pressured by stress or fear, a true athlete is able to throw a sort of switch to recover their fighting spirit. Sometimes a ritual is needed. Whammy's ritual is to gouge his eyes out. Yeah. Just sticks both thumbs in there. Gets it done. Uh, I don't know how he does uh, that, but, considering his arms were flapping around, but he does it. Yeah, yeah, He. I didn't consider that. His arms are barely hanging on by a thread, and yet he gouges his eyes out. Um... But Whammo can sense the air more clearly now that he can't see. So mm -hmm. he ends up having like a sensory advantage, basically. It's like Daredevil, basically. Yeah, regular is out of Ichi, this guy. Yeah. So Joseph still All reaches the kids the loves out of Ichi. Oh, yes. That, that movie series that every time I bring it up, I have to describe that episode of the Boondocks with the blind samurai bit and then go, <laughs> that's out of Ichi. Oh. That was a good episode. It, it was. Uh, so Joseph takes the big bow uh, because he thinks it's more powerful. Big uh, bow! Yep. Big bow himself from Binary Domain. I was about to say, there's your hot Binary Domain reference <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2018. You know, everyone's favorite Sega third-person shooter. Yep. Uh, but without a crank to wind the string back, he cannot prep the bow to fire. Yeah, because Joseph's uh, dumb. Obviously a problem. Yep. 
Like, even when they were, like, putting them out, it's like, big bow, small bow, the first thing going through my mind is, well, the big bow's obviously a trap. Yeah. Or if not a trap, like, that's... He should still go for the smaller one, because it'd be easier to handle. Yeah. So there's a giant flame uh, in the middle of this arena that obstructs Wamu's sense of the wind. Uh, so Joseph decides that he's going to, like, stick to the other side and, like, close to it. But Wamu senses this, so he kind of, like, is able to intuit where Joseph's location is, despite the advantage. Well, first and he, he shoots his... First he figures it out by um, shooting one of his horses, like, kind of just to dial it in. Oh, right, yeah, he blows its damn head off. Yeah, he's like, ah, okay, now I know, so here I go, I'm gonna get you this time. And he shoots his ball, and it... Oh, sort of, you weren't here at all. He, like, it rolls around the outside of the thing like he's playing Peggle. And it eventually <laughs> goes all the way around, and then somehow ricochets completely off the wall and into Joseph's side. Yeah, but since it lost some of its momentum, it doesn't explode Joseph's abdomen like it exploded that horse's head. Yeah. Still like it just causes some damage. It, yeah, like Joseph, I I don't know if he like exactly has the wind knocked out of him. I don't think he does because he uses Haman here, but it, like he can't get up. And Car says like, well, it didn't explode him, but uh, he's coughing up blood, so that's definitely internal bleeding yeah. or, or organ damage. Also, by pure luck, his crossbow did cock itself when he hit the ground. Yeah. Which is a good thing, because, boy. Yeah. Uh, but Joseph waits until Whammo is, like, right on top of him, and then tries to fire, but his shot goes wild and misses. And he then starts begging for his life and throwing rocks at Whammo while weeping. <laughs> that part's really good. Yes, it is. And then he just starts Sherlocking Whammo. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since he's done it. Yeah. Yeah, been quite a few, like, I don't think he's done that at all in this chunk of episodes until nope. now. He is not. Uh, but the, the rock throwing was just to distract Whammu, uh, because the ball from before ricochets and pierces Whammu's chest. He he did it in the same way that Whammu shot his, by, like, banking it around the stadium. Yep. But uh, it also says that he had charged the iron ball, as we mentioned earlier, with... Uh... A minuscule amount of Haman Just enough to basically make the wound Fester as they say So it won't yeah. heal uh, There's a real good line here That is Wamu's wound Was like a jack-o'-lantern sneering grin Yep is the exact same thing in mine Good And I don't know why because it Doesn't look like a grin Nope not at all But I still really like that line Yeah uh, so Wamu falls off his chariot and he goes for a kick with which uh, Joseph stops with rebuff overdrive. Yep. Just Still making up overdrive. a new thing. Yep. Well, I mean, that's also every overdrive ever in the series. Yeah. They just say a thing um, and then say overdrive. Yeah, but th this was used so Wamu could actually hide the fact that he hid his own severed arms inside of his chest hole. <laughs> yeah. Which he then shoots out like a cannon to choke Joseph. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Man. Fighting genius. 
<laughs> Whammu then begins to suck up air through his torso tubes mm-hmm. to power up his final mode, and Cars is like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, his final mode, atmospheric rift, and then that's where it ends. Yeah, I do like that Cars is visibly shaken by this. Like, yeah. even he's Cars like, is oh, shook. damn, dude. Yeah. Yep, but that's it. Uh, Cars sitting here going like, I really wish that I just grabbed that stone because, oh boy. (laughs) Things are getting too real for me. Yep. Uh, Cars is just like, yeah, I don't even want it that bad anyway. I'm going home. Here's what what Suda says about episode 22, A True Warrior. The person in charge of the story aboard was Misawa, who was the director of such works as Initial D. Huh. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. Guys, vampire horse chariot drifting. Yeah, (laughs) he's very skilled with CG. Uh, (laughs) Um, I don't know about that one. I take some umbrage with that quote. (laughs) Along with the storyboard, he created a 3D model of the battle arena. Ha 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 ha. I mean, the the battle arena model's not bad. So yeah, uh, okay. Maybe uh, the actual chariots were shoved off to somebody else And Masawa here didn't have anything to do with that Weird area to skimp on Nah Like I wonder if they had just hit their deadline so close That they just really had to get that thing out Well the arena you see in the background of like almost every shot The chariots kind of just show up a couple of times So Hmm uh, the iron balls were great in the chariot battle. The scene where they zoom past is too fast to see. Ha ha ha. Okay. One of my favorite parts is Cars and Lisa Lisa's conversation. The two of them are fretting as they watch Joseph and Whamu battle it out. It's like a comedy sketch. Ha ha ha. The way Cars gets upset was especially great. Cars is getting upset! <laughs> Overall, I think it was a very heated episode. There are lots of cool action sequences, and Whamu is just amusing. Ever since I was asked to work on the JoJo anime, I had been thinking of how to handle the chariot battle, and now I'm glad everything worked out. That's it. Yeah. And that is it for uh, this block of episodes. The next time we do this, it will be the end of part two. That's right, but first, I actually have a surprise for you. Oh, okay. We have a listener email. Uh oh. That's right. The feedback's just to get rid of George. <sighs> no, it's this not. This is going to happen. So, I don't know who this is from because uh, I'm not sure the person who wrote it knows how email works. But <laughs> oh no, we're going to lose our one fan, Larry. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's just there. It's a question, and the question. Is in the subject and there's no body Oh well So there's no name or anything for me to credit But the question is If you had a stand what would it be called And what could it do P.S. Jonathan best Jojo And that's not true either so I don't know No that's just plain wrong I'm sorry So if you had a stand what would it be called And what would it do Oh man I got this, this came in last night So I had a bit of I had some time to think about it But even so, it came to me pretty quickly Which is uh, Rush 
And it would give me like super speed or some sort of speed related power. Hmm. I know you've always been coming to me talking to me about like how you wish you could run faster. I mean, I like the Flash. Yeah. No. And like Rush. And that, that show that makes a sense. Lot. Get a music reference, and it fits with the power. So. Oh man, I really need to think about what mine would be. Just think of some like a music thing that you like, and then what the power from that would be. Who the hell just called my phone? And I would be able to like <laughs> tell whether somebody calling my phone was just like trying to pull a scam on me, or if it was like my mom or something, without having to like actually pick up the phone and take a look. So it's just, it's just a caller ID stand. <laughs> yeah, no, it would just help me with my call screening, uh, which right now is basically just don't answer any phone call. I'd be I like, don't this disagree. would help me tell if it was if it was you. And then I could get up, I could go check the phone, I could talk to my buddy. Yeah, okay. I that, that would be my... I mean, it'd be appropriate, too, that my stand power would be absolutely useless in a fight. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like every stand ability at least has some sort of use in a fight, though. Like, even if they're just sort of, like, in a support fashion, you know? I mean, I guess you don't know because well, I, I you mean, haven't I've, seen a, that stuff. A but... friend's a friend's phone could be ringing, and then I could tell them like you don't want to answer that call. No, but I mean, okay, sure, great. That's you know that was a good question. Uh, I feel like you kind of let the listener down, but well, they said that Jonathan was the best Joe Star, so I kind of feel like they let me down first. I don't disagree. Okay. Yes, thank you, uh, whoever you are. I'm really sorry about my answer, but thank you. Anybody else has a question? Uh, Send it to Larry at destroyallchildren.com, and uh, you too can have your question answered on the air on Stand and Deliver. Uh, Next time, be watching episodes 23 through 26, finishing out part two and season one with. Episodes The Warrior of Wind through The Ascendant One. Hmm. And that uh, makes it sound like Cars is maybe going to use the mask. I don't know where you got that idea. I'm just waiting for the day that one of these episode titles is just like, Joseph dies! <laughs> or some bullshit like, like we just end on something that it, there's a huge spoiler right in the title I don't think they do that next week uh, uh, I'm going to have to actually plan out our episodes for part 3 because that's where it gets really complicated uh, because there's so many two part episodes yeah and uh, like I know that uh, Stardust Crusaders yep is like the first part and then, like, there's a second part of part three. I Battle don't remember the name Egypt. of that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that they had split that up itself. Yeah. Like, isn't that just treated as two totally different seasons? I'm not sure. So on Crunchyroll, it lists them as just, like, season two Stardust Crusaders and season two Battle in Egypt. So 
I, I'm actually not sure. Uh, I'd looked at the air dates, and there is a gap between them, but not very long, like maybe three or four months. So it's not mm. like a full break like it is for some of them. Yeah, you know, it, like it's how... an anime season break where like it just comes back a few months later. Well, no, I mean, between, I think, season one and two, there was a much longer break, and like season four ended airing like two years ago and season five or uh part five i guess it'd be season four still isn't out they haven't even announced well, anything that's... about it yeah I, I think we kind of talked about that last time how yeah. we sure hope they do continue these through the rest of the parts which is like it's something that is in the manga too like the judonium thing ending at part three how there's this weird, like, only going so far with it and then just stopping. Well, you know, for so many like years, the... part three was the only thing you could even get in English officially. Yeah, and I understand that with the Jujonium stuff specifically, that was to celebrate the anniversary, and so it mostly just encapsulated what is considered, like, definitive JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is parts one through three. Uh, Which actually, but for I the think, show to just like I think end that's kind four. of giving a disservice to the later parts because I think they're stronger than the earlier ones. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no point of reference for that, but I it wouldn't surprise me to agree with that when I do. Um, yeah. But I understand that's what the reasoning for that was. With the show, it's kind of a different thing entirely because they didn't end at part three. They don't have that same reasoning. They did part four. I don't know why they would just stop at part four and not follow through on the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they will eventually. Unless, like, it, were ratings not that good for part four in Japan or something? I don't know. I haven't really looked. Um, I remember seeing a thing saying that, like, the Blu-ray sales for part three, at least, were very high. So I would assume it was still going well. I think it's just, as I had mentioned with Part 4, uh, that's a long season. Uh, they didn't split it up like they did with Part 3. It's just a solid, like, 40-episode block or something. Oh, jeez. And the animation in it is very good and much more elaborate than what I've seen here. And I think they stepped that yeah. up a lot in the next season. Uh, from what I've seen, generally, it looks much closer to what I've been watching in Part 4. Uh... So it might just be longer production times, or I so know. I, I, I something I want to bring up before we wrap this episode too is uh, in my YouTube recommendations, among a bunch of bullshit that I don't care about, the YouTube really seems to think that I want to watch like PewDiePie videos. Yeah. Uh, there was a single JoJo's Bizarre Adventure video that was from part three uh, with old Joseph. And it was the dub. And I've, like, each time we do one of these episodes, I go back and I rewatch, like, about 10 minutes of one of the episodes that I had watched for that chunk in English just to sort of see what it's like. Uh, it's always terrible, by the yeah. way. But Joseph speaks with a British accent. For part three, the English voice actor for Old Joseph just talks with an American accent. Huh. I have no idea why they dropped that. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, it's just like a, a hokey old Western guy accent. Yeah. So, it, 
I mean, well, okay, since I, I guess you've went ahead and watched now and you know Joseph you know, doesn't die in this part. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, that, that's why I felt fairly confident of just going like, what if one of the episodes was just like, Joseph dies? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, like, I've always, well, not always, but I've known for, for a few weeks now that there is an old Joseph, so I didn't ruin anything of that. It was just him meeting, oh, like, right. I think, um, yeah, because you had mentioned so. the like the salty bet character named Young Joseph, so you're like, oh, there must be an old Joseph. And yeah, there was that people saying some stuff in a Discord, and then also me like coming across art of him. Yeah, like on uh, when when looking for points of reference or something like. Well, that, then, so. good news. You still have a character who says plenty of phrases in English, even in the Japanese version. In part three, there was there was a related video that was. Joseph Joestar Part Three Oh No compilation. Yep, that I I really really wanted to watch, but knew that I should not. Do not. So, no, I absolutely will not. I need to let the Oh Nos hit me. Uh, all natural. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite English speaking character is actually a stand in Part Four though, who says some really good stuff. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I can't wait. We'll get to that Alrighty. in uh, nine months or however long this takes. <laughs> yep, going to carry uh, part three to term, and then we will get on to part four. Ugh. Should have just aborted part one. <laughs> get it out of here. Oh, God. Yeah, go at part one with a clothes hanger. Just get it out of us. It's just a burden on the society at this point. You know, better to just... Let it go. I come home and start weeping, thinking about the Dio that could have been. Ah, <laughs> oh, but you're gonna get a way better Dio. It's true. Very soon. So I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to to finishing this. I've really liked part two, but I'm ready to move on to part three. So, yeah. And that's the end of this. This has run long, but uh, yes, it has. Uh, you know that's okay because you know, as mentioned. It would have really yeah. sucked if we had ended right oh. before the chariot. Look, it was five episodes and like forty minutes of Bobcat Goldthwait impressions. So yeah, it, it went <laughs> on. Oh. 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 Biodome was Polly Shore, not me. I'm Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Bob Scratch Goldfarb. <laughs> Okay, bye-bye. I'm bye. going to go eat a gun. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>